0: ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways.
1: We are currently in our series going through the book of Psalms, where our pastors will dive deeper into some of these important scriptures rooted in worship of our God. If you enjoy this podcast, church, please share with your friends and family.
0: All right, thank you for joining me today. Today on the podcast, I have Britt as well as Pastor Freddie here. Good morning. Uh, He's the special guest today, and he gave us a a great sermon last week. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to kick us off, I wanted to kind of ask Pastor Freddie, kind of going through the the royal psalms last week. You know, how how, did you have any reflections from that, or uh, after preaching that, uh, uh, any any stories that come to mind for that? I think that the the main goal of the teaching was to challenge the people to,
2: when they are going through a time of suffering, a a time of reflection, how you should use the imagery of the book of Psalms Mm. to pray. Mm -hmm. Um, Suffering can have um, that unique effect of taking our words, right, and reducing to almost nothing, you know. Um, I have been there many times in my life when, I'm going through something so personal, so so painful that I don't even have the strength to pray. And God, through the royal psalms, is reminding us that he is king, that he is in control. And he's giving us um, all these imageries to say, you can come to me. And mm. if you don't have anything to say, I have given you my word so mm. that you can use them. Yeah. And, and then you appropriate those those experiences right yeah. and you make them yours um, as we were saying just five minutes ago I mean it's absolutely fascinating to note that God moved his holy people to record their painful experiences yeah. in the book of Psalms right mm-hmm. you know 63 percent or you know between 50 to 63 percent are just laments and things like that but even in the Royal Psalms you see how, how that pain is real. We have mm. the book of Lamentation. Pain is real. We have the book of Job. Pain yeah. is real. Yeah. But there is a way that we can
0: actually talk about it. Yeah. And then so you uh, brought the message to the youth as well this past week. How did that go? <laughs> that was very fun. The, the The main topic was the gifts
1: of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So we actually at, at, at youth camp a couple weeks ago, um, a lot of our kids got to experience the incredible power and movement of God's spirit and uh, a lot of them received gifts in the spirit that they've never received before and calls on their life and, and anxieties and depression just falling away and just so so many cool things that God allowed us to experience. But with that experience, we had a lot of youth, some that experienced it, maybe some that didn't experience it in its fullness, but that were very um, curious, I'll say, very curious about what took place, maybe didn't mm. have an, a good understanding of, of um how the Spirit moves and how the Spirit uh, can manifest at, at times. So, so I thought it would great be great to have Pastor Freddie come. I just uh, I'm inspired by his wisdom on the things of the Spirit and on just Scripture in general. And so I said, Pastor Freddie, will you come do? It? He said, I've got a lot of preaching I'm doing in the next few days. What's it going to be about? And I said, the gifts of the Spirit. He said, Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> so I got him. I knew I had him hooked when I talked about the Holy Spirit. So he came and gave an nice. incredible word. And um, our youth were just overflowing with questions afterwards, which was so cool to see them asking yeah. um, so many cool questions. I was talking to Mary this week about it as well. And she said that was her favorite part, just seeing mm-hmm. kid after kid raise their hand and not ask questions that were surface level, but like these really good questions like, okay, I've received this gift. How do I operate with it? How do I use it in a way that's pleasing to God? How do I use it not boastfully and not edifying myself? Just such good questions. So. Um, we had a great time at Youth Wednesday Night. Thank you so much, Pastor Freddie, for doing that for us. No, yeah, Thanks for awesome. the invite.
2: I, of course. I, th- I think the without doing a, without having a segue, right, mm-hmm. um, I grew up in charismatic circles all my life, and when I read 1 Corinthians 14, you know, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and the real context of, of those passages and the way of love, the way that the gift needs to be used mm. for the edification and yeah. the building of the body of Christ— um, I feel blessed that I was able to share that with them an mm. the early stage of their life yeah. because he was not shared with me when when I first had my first experience at, at 17 right. years of age, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it was more like a trial error type, <laughs> of, <laughs> type of thing. Um, but the scriptures are there and, and, and God has blessed his people with his gift. Um, yeah. As the illustration that we talk about it, right? He's not going to tell you to build an empire and then give you a screwdriver. He has given yeah. you power, the Holy Spirit. Right.
1: Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so good. So awesome.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you both for you know that because I think that is very important to come off of a camp experience like that and to help digest yeah. what happened and yeah. to, to, to dive into different things and— Uh, Right now, everybody's, you know, I'm sure very prime for that. So um, thank you guys for that. But as we're diving into this week, Pastor Tom gave us a sermon uh, going through the Psalms of lament or complaint as he went into, (laughs) Um, and he kind of gave us two different um, kind of versions of that. You know, you have the societal and the personal. Um, Can you guys talk to me a little bit about that, the differences? Let's start with societal and kind of um, how do we... Adequately, you know, um, use those those references that we have uh, through the Psalms to help us to, um, you know, adequately lament in our society. Uh, anything come to mind for that? Well, I think that 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 we have to remember right.
2: One of the main aspects: what what are the purpose of the Psalms and and how the Psalms were used for, um, especially um, within the Second Temple literature and the people of Israel in the temple, right? So. These songs or and prayers were actually used to worship in the mm-hmm. temple. So 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 I know that for us that might be a little bit difficult to understand in the sense that we only think um in in a very individualistic aspect, a personal aspect and and my relationship with God, but that's not the way. Um, the people used to think in engineeries, right? So they, David is, is writing inspired by the Holy Spirit doing all these things, but he's thinking more about when in Shabbat they're going to go and they're going to express their worship to God um, using all these imagery of war, agrarian, and, and, and things of, of that magnitude. For us, we need to remember that there is a corporate setting, which is mm-hmm. basically what we do here every, every Sunday, right? We come together, we worship, um and we we use different lyrics, different psalms. Um I I love when our modern songs they kind of relate or touch at a very basic level the imagery of the Bible, because for them, it was not only an expression of worship, but it was a very real experience that he went through, mm-hmm. like like Tom already stated on, on his teaching. Um Absalom was persecuting King David when King David was writing this. Can you imagine being persecuted by your own son? Wow. Mm. And <laughs> write something like this? Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. And I love that you you talk about David, you know, writing obviously inspired by the spirit, um but for the the building and the edifying of the body of Christ and and, and to to worship at Shabbat and it reminds me of of the same thing that we do today when we sing our songs in, in worship we have, there's a there's a particular writer right writing these songs um uh, from their own personal experience but how much does it edify the church it's not just like that person may have went through that experience themselves but because they shared that testimony they shared that that um whether it be complaint or whether it be a celebration and a praise with the body of Christ, then we can all come into that together and worship Jesus in something that maybe, yeah, it was an individual experience. But we've all been there. We've all had experiences like this. We can all connect and relate and then worship Jesus together through that. So I mean, it's a very cool reflection of kind of David was doing that in his all his writings of the Psalms. And now all our worship songs we have today are very similar. They're people writing from their experiences, but so that they can present it to the church and worship God through those experiences. And I think that's really cool. And Pastor Tom talked about it as well with, with with the process of complaint praise or complaint request praise, right? We always Mm -hmm. end it with this Thanksgiving and this praise to say, God, yes, I'm complaining and yes, I'm bringing my lamentation, but, but, I remember what you've done before. I remember what you've done in my life in the past through these situations, and I'm going to praise you for that and thank you. And now my faith is being welled up inside me, so I can also walk through this Amen. as well. Amen. Yeah.
0: Um, so going into the, the main uh, scripture that he referenced from Psalm 13, 1 through 6, uh, it reads, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God, Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest my enemy say I have prevailed against him, lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in your mercy, my heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, because he has dealt bountiful with me. Now just hearing that, I mean he he kind of referenced there, you know, with the car ride of of Remy, you know, how long, how long, it kind of thing. <laughs> it was and, a perfect uh, example, man. Yep, yep, That's so and good. so, you know, what when you when you uh, reference there, he, he gives us those three parts of, you know, the prayer, the complaint, the request, the praise. And one thing to, that I could have uh, consider it sounds very, you know, one third, one third, one third. It's not going to be that way a lot of times. Right. A lot of times, it's going to be, you know, the bulk is going to be uh, complaints, <laughs> or you know, you're going to have like a, a larger request. So that's that's something that that stood out to me is that it, it doesn't have to look this very equation-like um, prayer, and mm. it's just going to be it's going to be very personal, very you know, relational that you have, and it may look, you know. Ninety-eight percent of complaint, and then the last two are going to be that request and praise, you know, mm. or maybe the vice versa. And so, right. um, yeah, anything st- stood out to you from that that scripture that he referenced there?
2: Well, definitely. Um, so, for example, the reapplication—like if you're reading these psalms—and and and we just we just stated that David was being persecuted, right, um, by Absalom. And he wrote this psalm. He was moved by God, but imagine the community, right? The community aspect um, as a po- post-exilic psalm. Mm-hmm. You know, they are ha- they had you have all of this on first person, right? Mm-hmm. And then suddenly the community now becomes that first person going through the suffering of being conquered by Babylon, right? And there is a reapplication, right? The very mm-hmm. same psalm that first have an original historical context. Um, has been used in different ways by the same community, mm. reapplying to a different situation because the truth is so eternal, is so powerful, right? That, and we can do exactly the same thing, right? Mm. We we look at our suffering, right? And now we're talking to God. And, and notice that the first two verses are questions. How long? How? Mm-hmm. wow what? what? Question mm-hmm. after question. And then he moves to the entreaty, to the request, right? Mm-hmm. But but think uh, for a quick second, what will be the benefit of you coming to God and uh, start asking those questions? Mm-hmm. So so the benefit is not so much that God is going to listen to you. We know that's that's a given. That's a fact. But the benefit is that, you are listening to your own heart mm-hmm. and you are pouring your heart, your suffering before the living God. I mean, that's that concept alone is absolutely fascinating because that's the dust going before the creator right. mm-hmm, and acknowledging their weaknesses, mm-hmm. their frailty and saying, I'm nothing without you. Right. Are you going to help me here? Yeah. That's, so that's, that's the first step, right? And then, then we have the second step, you know? Let's go to the nitty-gritty, right? My request, this is what I want of you, right? And, and we can just read very quickly. Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice, Because I am shaken. Mm. You see, so he acknowledged that that sense of frailty and weakness that he's in pain. Mm -hmm. And what he's seeing with his eyes is like, no, this is not going the way I expected it. Now I have my own son, or I have Nebuchadnezzar, or I have a cancer, or I had, you see what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And this is what I'm going in my life. And then he moves from there, from that request to trust And then he uses the steadfast love. What is he trusting on? In your steadfast love. Mm. What is that? What is that phrase? What is the meaning? It comes from the Hebrew noun hesed. And it encompasses a covenantal, faithful Mm. love that God has for his people. So he's challenging his people to understand, despite what you see, with your eyes, i always going to be faithful. i always going to be there for you. And I'm never going to leave you alone or forsake
1: you. Right. Right? Yeah. I was going to go back to to what you said earlier about hearing our own hearts, right? We're we're We're, we're pouring ourselves out before God, but it's also hearing ourselves. How often have you been upset about something, frustrated about something, angry about something, and then you talk it out with somebody and you're like, why am I so upset? So I'm not saying that's going to happen all the time. Cause sometimes we really go through stuff that takes some time to heal and recover from, but countless times in my life, I've talked it out with a best friend or with, with my wife or with a, with a parent. And by the end of the conversation, I'm like, Oh, okay. No. Yeah. I, I, I kind of grasp this a little bit better. I, I maybe I, there's not a, much of a reason for me to be as upset or as angry, or as frustrated. Same thing with, with, uh, a psychiatrist, you go see a psychiatrist to talk things out and get them out of your head and put them out in front of you, and it, then then you can begin the recovery process. Right? It's the same thing. You're putting putting your complaint out. You're putting the pain on your heart. And Pastor Tom hit it a little bit. God's not. It, it, it's okay to complain. It's okay to lament. We're we're obviously we're talking about sixty three percent of the Psalms being laments, and and then the book of Lamentation, the book of Job. They're so much suffering that you could, it's okay to complain and to put that out there, but uh, uh, to, God isn't going to be surprised by it. He created us with emotion. He created us with a certain way of dealing with with situations. He's not surprised by our suffering or, or by our, our frustration or by our anger. So just uh, to just not go to God with those complaints why? Like he understands we're upset. He understands we're frustrated. Now the question comes is how are you complaining, right? Are you complaining about God, about his plan, about his call, about how he's ordered things? Or are you complaining to him as you would a parent? Like I just said, going to a parent or going to a best friend or going to a significant other and and, and doing it that way, going to God saying, God, I trust you. I believe in your plan for my life. I be- but i'm struggling right now i need your strength i need your help i need energy i need the gifts of your spirit i need the fruit of your spirit and and, and going about it that way seeking help and seeking comfort and seeking peace mm-hmm. as opposed to going to him just angry about him and how, what the situation he's put you in
0: yeah and you know he went into you know the difference between the funeral versus the the celebration of yeah. life and and how that looks as well and how you know it, it can be detrimental to skip that step of the, yeah. the mourning and the, the the lament process, and you know some people n- need that. Especially you know the the story he he gave. I think it was like a sixteen year old that you know lost wow. his life, and you know yeah. if we just if we just brush over that or keep that surface level, we're we're missing out on the root of what you know suffering is, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't. We we should be able to to allow that to come into us and allow that to you know. Um, allow that connection for God to be placed into our lives because when we are able to do that, you know, gracefully in that connection, that uh, community with God, I think that we, we understand ourselves more. We understand Mm -hmm. what it means to be, be human here a little bit more. And um, you know, it just, it creates that connection a little bit, but is there, is there anything that could came to mind when he was specifically talking about that, that difference there of, of what it means to have the celebration of life versus a funeral, anything come to mind there? Well, um, for me, he was, more a
2: reminder that although we're Christians, right, we still grieve.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's, just, that's just the way things are, and that's, that's biblical. The apostle Paul said it, that we grieve, but we grieve with hope, not Amen. without hope. But he, de- he didn't deny the process of grieving, right, like brushing away like you just mentioned, Oh, everything is gonna be all right. Uh, we're gonna see him on the resurrection, or, or whatever, which is true. But that's not the way that you're gonna create comfort mm. and hope. Mm. You know, let's let's just go very quick, very quick here to the to the to the psalm. Right, I trust on your steadfast love.
1: Mm.
2: We already defined that as a covenantal love of God, based on what His promises, what He promised to Abraham to Jacob. To Isaac, right? So when we go through an experience, a painful experience like that, we need to do exactly the same thing. We go with our grieving, but we're going to move from grieving to trust,
1: Mm.
2: right? But that's a lot easier said than done. Mm -hmm. The process is going to be an interaction where you're going to surrender the burden, surrender the pain, surrender the disappointment, the dissolution before God and said, I know that what I'm seeing with my eyes is this. I know what I'm feeling with my heart is
0: this. But I know that your word says otherwise.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. There, there's something about, you know, I, I just thought about it, like of like singing the blues, you know, getting into that, that core <laughs> of like, you know, a lot of our music, you know, whatever we hear on the radio today is founded in that rooted in the American blues music and how, you know, that can sound and, um, you know, what, one of the, the quotes is, is from Etta James and she's a blues singer. A lot of people think that blues is depressing, but that's not the blues I'm singing. When I'm singing blues, I'm singing life. People can't stand to listen to the blues. And if you can't, then you've got to be phonies like kind of thing. So it, it's something very surface level. If you can't dive into that, if you can't experience that, you know, that lament, those, those blues, uh, that feeling, I think you're, you're missing something. And, um, you know, I know for me, you know, some of the the best songs I'm singing in the car by myself are gonna are those blues songs <laughs> where I'm just, you know, I don't even, I'm not even sad, but it's just yeah. like, you know, it, it, there's something about that 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 that's fundamental when you when you hear that, you, right. you Hear somebody that's that's crying out,
1: right? And it goes to that that Michael Gunin, I don't know how to say his last <laughs> name, but it, the quote Pastor Tom mentioned, "Lament is not a failure of faith, but an act of faith." I love that. We direct our despair directly to God because deep down we know that our relationship with God counts. It counts to us and it counts to God. It's like Mm. it's this incredible trust in our Father to say, Father, I need you. I'm hurting. And who is going to be the one to tell Jesus not to cry for Lazarus, right? Like like his friend died and he he may have even known that he was going to resurrect him. He still wept. Mm -hmm. The shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept, right? He still Jesus wept for his friend and that is part of the human experience part of our emotion part of the way we were knit together in our mother's wounds we are meant to experience emotion to experience love and to experience pain when that happens when it's taken away from us and um I don't think just to echo what Pastor Tom said. Stop telling people not to cry at funerals. Stop telling people to to just cheer up. Oh, it's going to be okay. They're in a better place now. Yes, it's true. Yes, if they were believing and they had Jesus in their heart, they are in a better place. Not even told people that when my dad passed away, he wouldn't come back if given the choice. If Jesus said, "All right, do you want to go back?" He's going to be like, "I love my family, but no, I'm not. I'm going to I'm going to stay up here." So I, that's awesome. But the pe- us down here, we are still mourning. We still grieve. We still have the emotion. Don't, don't just cast it by the wayside. Don't just try to skip over it. Walk with people through it. Don't mm-hmm. try to just cheer them up and get them right back to where they are, are in joy. Joy will come. Joy will come. They're not going to mourn forever, but don't encourage them to skip over it. Walk mm-hmm. with them through that suffering. Breed, thank you for, for sharing that because I believe that
2: when we do that, um, we are closing ourselves mm. to understand the pain that other people go through. Yeah. You know, uh, as a minister, I have to lead funerals, and I don't have the amazing privilege of knowing the person each oh, yeah. time. Yeah. But there is something so so intimate when you see everyone crying that even if you don't know that is that person, and specifically. You're going to be moved to tears because as humans, when we suffer, there is a point of commonality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. There is that point of commonality when you see a father that lost a son or a husband that lost a wife. Right. That point of commonality allow us to come together and allow your pain to be my pain Mm. and my pain, your pain. Wow because we all come from the same person, right? right? Created by the same God. And when we brush away those
0: experiences, we lose the opportunity to grow. Wow. That's so good. Definitely. Now, is there anything else that stood out to you from the sermon today? Any other uh, last talking points as we're kind of wrapping up here?
1: Um, just the, kind of along those the lines that... Um, Pastor Dom was mentioning, as, you, as you're as you thankful and you heap praise and faith wells up inside you, it just reminded me of a few, a few songs that uh, I'm just loving right now. And if I could find them real quick, I had some lyrics here. Yeah. So uh, one of my favorite songs right now is Praise by Elevation Worship. And it talks about not waiting for the miracle. It talks about, and I'm not going to wait for the chains to break. I'm not going to wait for depression and I'm not going to wait for anxiety. And it's already done. Jesus already won it on the cross. When he when he went on that cross, he defeated death, sin, and the grave. He defeated all of these things. So, yes, I'm, I'm going to still request these things to be done, but I'm not going to wait for them to happen to praise. And so that would be my encouragement today. As we uh, lament, as we complain, and, and I know complain such a negative word, but is it, we, is it, we do it, you know, as we complain, as we lament, as we suffer. Praise still, just praise through it because he has done it. He has won. won the. We might be going through these battles that we're, that we're praying for, but the war is done. The war is over. Mm-hmm. It, it, Jesus has won and he's done it. So let's not wait for the breakthrough. Let's praise through until we see the breakthrough. And even if it doesn't come, if, if that answer to that prayer is no, praise all the more. Just continue to praise. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the psalmist says, My heart will rejoice. On your salvation, Mm. on your Yeshua. You see how the context, right? He's talking about one specific thing that happened within his family, then used in the post-exilic time, Mm. and now used by us Christians to remember the cross and the pain, salvation. My heart will rejoice in Yeshua and Mm. his salvation and the way that he paid the price. For our sins,
0: I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. That's great, me uh, too. <laughs> great
0: place to to wrap up. Uh, thank you guys for for joining me today. Um, we thank Pastor Freddie, and we will get into the next um, uh, sermon here with can uh, continuing in the in the the Psalms here. So, uh, have a great week, and uh, we love you.